0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I'll continue with my livestock industry structure skepticism, this time focusing on cattle. Most cattle are fed in large feedlots that are custom operations, so the feedlot was making its money as a service enterprise. It was hard work and required resources from both packers and these feedlots to conduct negotiated sales, so the trend evolved into formula contracts. Neither the feedlot feeding the cattle nor the packer had a vested interest in the cattle. The cattle's owners lost leverage. They were told it was in their interest to hedge the risk, but that too surrendered more leverage until they had little. We need a cash-settled live cattle futures contract, but the power structure opposes that. I was surprised that ranchers supported this deteriorating structure through NCBA. Today we are seeing a demographic contraction of the beef herd. Most cowmen are not spring chickens and are retiring, selling out. The younger generation doesn't see the future in the industry. The anecdotal story I heard is that ranchers in South Dakota are selling the cows, plowing up the grass, growing corn for a couple of years, adding two to $4,000 an acre to the value of their land. There are many things wrong about that, which is disappointing, but the economics and demographics are still unfortunately driving that trend. The competition between beef packers, evidenced during the days of IBP and Bob Peterson, is a bygone vestige that doesn't resemble how Tyson Foods operates today. Packers no longer compete, they instead collude. No, they do not call each other up and set the price of beef or cattle. They learn that by managing the number of cattle they kill, shortening that kill, they can push back a few fed numbers so that they can buy cattle cheaper, while they operate just short of consumer demand so that they can charge more for beef and inflate their margins from both ends. Here is where my skepticism comes in. I have seen many attempts by cattle producers to enter the beef packing industry. I invested in both Spencer Foods and Tama and both failed. There are now four major packers and a bunch of niche ones who do not operate on a commodity scale level, so the majors do not feel threatened by them. These packers insert market power in both directions. They operate in ways to depress cattle prices and gouge consumers. They have seen margins inflate above $1,000 a head that they blamed on COVID, Given that the margin in the beef industry favors the packers, we are seeing a new round of producer interest in expanding kill capacity by building new plants. They see that $1,000-a-head margin is where the money is and are reaching for some of it. While I wish these endeavors well, I have seen major packers operate too long to believe that this will work out like the investors in new kill capacity think. New investments in kill capacity is a good thing for the beef industry, but these new entities will struggle getting consumer access, and it is not unlikely that existing packers will not close old plants and shrink kill capacity where they maintain leverage. Fed cattle owners may not get the full benefit of tightening numbers as they pay more for feeder cattle as major packers further adjust kills. I've been surprised by the amount of expansion of feedlot capacity that we've been apprised of given the prospect of a declining cow herd actually the timing would be a lot better to get into the cow business were it not for the obstacle presented by the drought the worst of which may not occur until 2025 according to Dr. Elwin Taylor congressional hearings on the proposed price discovery and transparency act have been ongoing in Washington DC More cash trade would be good, but the real issue in the beef and cattle industry that is damaging both producers and consumers is the lack of market leverage. I think that exorbitant, sky-high beef prices damage demand. Beef prices have fallen back, but consumers are now wary of the price of beef. I do not think that more negotiated sales will fix what is a leverage issue. Concentrated packers have learned that by managing their kill capacity after experiencing plant fires and covid how much leverage that they can wield, and with that knowledge, they'll continue to exert it going forward. Having to buy more cash cattle through negotiated sales is an annoyance to them, but will not change the dynamics of where their market leverage comes from. They operate with a curtailed kill capacity, arguing that fewer cattle numbers ahead will rebalance that, more in the producers' and consumers' favor. I am a livestock industry structure skeptic. I do not believe them. I believe that whatever rebalancing that they'll do will still be in their favor. Packers no longer compete with one another as they once did. They collude in the way they collectively manage to kill. Even they are shocked at their gross margin. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.